1: they
2: that good or did Tampa Bay play that bad that's the question as you watch that game last night unfold and Tom Brady lose track of how many downs there were they make a uh, as they're calling it today a senior moment in time but uh, nevertheless Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers they fall last night to the Chicago Bears and uh, now you question whether or not the Bears are for real I mean good news is that you know the 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 Tampa Bay Buccaneers did not look good in their quest for a victory last night. The bad news is that that the, the Bears looked better than I thought they would. So, yeah, a senior moment last night from Tom Brady, forgetting how many downs there were, saying that he wouldn't have gone for the chunk play. He would have gone for the first down and tried to keep the drive alive, and instead they turn it over on downs, and the Bears go on to win the game. So uh, we're going to talk about that. And uh, a lot of reaction. I put that up today on the Facebook fan page. So if you want to chime in, it's also over on uh, on Twitter. But if you want to chime in, go to um, at Bill underscore Michaels at Bill underscore Michaels on Facebook, or excuse me, on Twitter, and then uh, the Bill Michaels show over on uh, Facebook, and uh, you can you can hit us up over there. A lot of people chiming in though. Uh, this one uh, is from Michael says the Bears were always a quarterback away from being a good team. Now they have one. Well, how good is Nick Foles? Nick Foles has had a chance to start and and did it successfully after coming in for Carson Wentz. But when he had the opportunity in Jacksonville, it didn't happen. So he seems to be the absolute, you know, phenom coming out of the pen. Uh, this one's from Chris who says, just, just simply the Bears are for real. Uh, and uh, we'll have a better idea about 7 p.m. on the 18th is what J.J. says. So And that's when uh, the Packers and uh, the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers – Will get underway, and that is on uh, Sunday, October eighteenth. Coming up a-, a week from Sunday. So, uh, last night it was kind of a shocker. I got to admit, i i was not uh, I-, I was not uh, expecting the the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to play that poorly. And what really was interesting was that they kept getting false starts in a stadium without fans. How does that happen? They had false start after false start after false start last night. How does that happen? uh archer mark says man feels like the bears have been lucky Foles isn't much of any better than trubisky graham is overachieving we know that's not going to last the phantom roughing call in the last drive contributed last night as well uh this is from david who said the bears have a good defense that's it they have the sixth worst offense in the nfl they're the fifth most penalized team you can tell just by watching them that they're extremely vulnerable uh they just don't look good but that could change i guess uh, I Look, I was watching that game last night, and you're right. It was a sloppy game, but Thursday night games usually are. So keep that in mind. But I'm telling you, I, I that Bears team didn't quit. It's not that they're well coached in the sense of Matt Nagy being this offensive genius, because Matt Nagy still tries to think, I'll, I'll think Matt Nagy. But where they were successful – well, at least what I thought was they didn't quit. They didn't quit at all last night, and that's saying something about them. And and that also goes to uh, you know kind of pulling at that emotional string that that you know wherewithal so to speak. And that that's good coaching too. So, last night I was uh, I was a little bit uh, a little bit shocked watching that game unfold the way it did. And then uh, probably more so than anything, I mean Tom Brady's got more playoff wins than most franchises have appearances. And, uh, and, and to watch him last night, just forget what down it was. Even hold his fingers up, like, was that – that was fourth down? You know, and then he said, no, he knew, and no, he didn't. It, it's He could have just come in and just been honest and just said, look, I forgot. Just forgot. Uh, then you get news today that the New York Jets have a – there's two pieces of news. The New York Jets have had a COVID uh, – I'm not going to say outbreak, but a couple people test positive in the organization um, – So the players and coaches were sent home today. Uh, So they're, well, let me say this. It's a presumptive positive, which means you get tested. It's the quick test, which comes back positive. So then they send out that more thorough test and they'll find out here within 24 hours, if indeed it's a positive or not. And if it is, well, at that point, then they begin to quarantine and see if it's one player, or if it's numerous players and, then they kind of go from there. But uh, Adam Schefter earlier today, a presumptive positive player test all Jets players and coaches sent home. The organization sent them all home out of an abundance of caution. Uh, so the player that uh, tested positive uh, gets retested. So then we'll wait and see what actually, uh, what actually culminates there. In the meantime, you got good news for the Titans and the Patriots. Reportedly, no new positive COVID tests. So that bodes well. Uh, the Titans, there's more information that came out regarding their investigation as well into the COVID process that the players were told they were not allowed to practice together inside. So, therefore, that's the reason they went to one of the high schools to practice on the field outside. They said it was uh, a lot of ambiguity, that they didn't understand. Now, they may be just trying to save their own keisters. Okay, I completely 100% get that. But... Um, I I uh I think that uh that the Titans like we've talked about it, you're not going to take the mandate from the NFL and go ah don't worry about it. And that's not what they did. The players are claiming that they did not know that they could not practice outside, but they were not allowed to practice inside that they understood. So there you have it. So that's it. Tom Brady with a senior moment. The Major League Baseball playoffs uh, are down to the nitty-gritty in the American League and, uh, and before the ALCS, and then we'll get it all together. This portion of the program brought to you by our good friends over there at Bud Light. And Bud Light seltzer, unquestionably good. For all the information, go to BudLight.com. That is BudLight.com. You can hit us up over there on Twitter. If you want to chime in today, at Bill underscore Michaels, at Bill underscore Michaels, at Radio Joe Sports as well. Uh, At EvanHeff25, Evan uh, behind the glass, as always. So you can hit him up at at EvanHeff25. Also, Facebook fan page, go to Facebook.com slash TheBillMichaelsShow. You can find us on Instagram under TheRealBillMichaels. There's BillMichaelsSports.com. And don't forget, thanks for listening to us, as always, on the Radio.com app. You can take us anywhere and everywhere and uh, find us, bring us into the office, whatever you need to do. That's a great way to stay in touch with the program. So the question is, are the Bears for real, or did Tom Brady and company just play that poorly last night? Just play that poorly last night, because I thought uh, um, that game was about as sloppy as it could possibly be. Uh, Just, it it was, it was, it was just ugly. Um, Andrew says, uh, they did what you have to do to beat Brady, and that is get in his grill. He is less than an average quarterback when being pressured. Uh, This one's from Sean. Nagy has to uh, learn to get out of the way. The Bears had a drive going. Foles was in a rhythm and wanting to continue to push. Instead, Nagy has the offense huddle up, and next play there's a sack fumble and a loss of 17 yards. The Bears can be for real if Matt Nagy learns to actually just trust a quarterback. Uh, This one's from Zach who says, Matt Nagy always has to be the smartest guy in the room. He tries to do too many things instead of letting his players play, put his guys into a rhythm much like Matt LaFleur does with Aaron Rodgers uh alex says both teams played poorly Foles missed at least three deep passes brady needs a clean pocket to throw accurately and it's early yet I-, I noticed that about Foles yesterday Foles had a couple of times where he had shots down the field and just flat out missed them i mean just bad ugly like passes that you would expect out of a rookie uh completely agree he had opportunities yesterday and just just let them go by the wayside uh, this one's from Steve says, uh, need pressure. He can't throw accurately. If it's not a quick rhythm, short, intermediate pass, Foles can't throw down the field. Uh, this one's from uh, Tad who says, I hope Tampa Bay plays as terrible next week as they did last night. They got caught in a classic trap game, looking past the bears focusing on the game with the Packers. Uh, Chris says it's the Bear, It's the same bears, but with a competent quarterback, any game you can figure out where the defense is. They have a good shot to win. Bears defense is for real, and the offense doesn't lose it for them. That's from Andrew. Uh, And uh, Jesse says, I think both are average. Keep chiming in over on the Facebook fan page. A lot of people giving it up over there. Um, Davina says uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers just played that bad. Uh, Mike says Brady's over the hill. Uh, You know what? I've been saying that for years, and every time I've said it, he's come back to burn me. So I'm not going to uh, throw that out there. Just yet. Not going to throw that out there just yet. Um. Michael says the Bears were always a quarterback away from being a good team. They have one now. Whether or not he actually is that good, we'll have to wait and see. Uh, Michael says, but the one caveat is they cannot run the ball. That's going to hurt them against good teams. Eventually, Foles will be figured out. So, a lot of uh, a lot of chatter about the, the Bears. Defensively speaking, I agree. The Bears are a pretty good football team. I don't think there's any doubt about it. They may be one of the best defenses in the National Football League. No doubt. Uh, when it comes to their offense, uh, their quarterback play can be uh, – Nick Foles is better than Mitch Trubisky, um, but he's on that maybe third tier of quarterbacks. You've got the elite, the Aaron Rodgers, the Russell Wilson, the Patrick Mahomes. you got that second level, and then you got that third level that's probably average, and they'll make some really good plays to look, to make them look above average at times, and then they'll have plays much like the downfield passes last night That'll bring them back to reality. So I, I 100% agree with you. Hey, we got a good one coming up today. Dr. Rob Citronberg. We've had him on before. The executive medical director, infectious disease and prevention, for uh, the advocate Aurora Health. We're going to talk with him about where we're at regarding the coronavirus and uh, in sports, and get his thoughts on uh, fans in the stands and as we progress forward. And I also want to look down the road because I want to. And I, I've got the same question many of you had, or have. What will 2021 look like when baseball season starts? Are we going to have fans, or is our, are our lives changed forever? And we'll get into that. Uh, Kurt Heelan, lead NBA writer for NBCSports.com, is going to be here at the bottom of the hour. We'll talk with him about uh, the uh, NBA finals, uh, also the offseason. Don't forget, later on today, Chris Raybon is going to join us, the senior editor for the Action Network, and later on this afternoon, a couple hours from now, we're going to talk about the top five teams in the NFL. It's kind of a top five Friday. We don't really do that every Friday anymore, but the top five teams in the NFL right now, who you believe they are, do the Bears fall into that category? We'll also hear from uh, Jair Alexander and Mike Pettin today at the Green Bay Packers. So full show today on a Friday. Stay tuned. Dr. Rob Citronberg asking some questions about 2021. We'll get his thoughts. Coming up next to the Bill Michael Show.
1: Border to Border, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network.
2: Glad to have you. The Bill Michaels Show are on the air, and uh, we're enjoying a Friday. The Bears get a win yesterday. The uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The next up on the docket for the Green Bay Packers did not look good last night. We'll talk more about that contest. Talk a lot about uh, the Green Bay Packers in their bye week, but uh, one thing that has reared its ugly head in the world of the NFL. We didn't expect it to stay away wholly, but uh, it, you know now it's it's becoming a little more prevalent and a topic of conversation and that is the uh, the world of COVID. And uh, to talk a little bit more about that, and uh, I want to look in the crystal ball down the road, Dr. Rob Sitrenberg, Executive, Executive Medical Director, Infectious Disease and Prevention for Advocate Aurora Health, uh, joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Doc, how you been?
3: I'm doing well. Thank you very much.
2: Glad to have you back. So uh, the world we live in, from the time you and I last spoke, uh, it, it's, it's been kind of an ebb and flow. Can you kind of tell us where we're at in this in the pandemic, and in the world of uh, of infections versus mortality rates. And, and you know, hopefully on the horizon, we have at least an anecdote at some point.
3: Sure. So, yeah, I think we've been enjoying a bit of a summertime lull, which we expected, because the virus itself tends to be more of a wintertime virus, and people are outside more during the summertime, so there's less opportunity for spread. Uh, what we're concerned about and we're starting to see again now with the change in seasons and people are going to be heading indoors more is a spike in cases and you're already seeing it right in wisconsin where there's a huge spike in cases particularly around the green bay and oshkosh areas uh, and we're starting to see that in other parts of the country as well too so we do expect to see surges in cases in different pockets around the country in the next uh, few weeks now Uh, The best estimates right now are that about somewhere around 10 percent of the population has already been infected with COVID-19, which leaves up to 90 percent of the population susceptible, which is a concern. So unfortunately, we're not anywhere near the end. We've definitely made a lot of progress at therapeutics, understanding the virus, but we're just not anywhere near the end yet. So uh, the other thing I wanted to ask you, I
2: watch every day, I I think it's it's I hate to say media-driven, but every day we talk about the spike in cases, those, those that have tested positive. We've all heard horror stories about testing and about retesting. Uh, I got tested. Uh, I turned out I wasn't positive, but I had the antibody. So at some point or another I must have had it and been asymptomatic. Um, so I, I guess the question is, for people that are testing positive versus the mortality rate, has that – because I, I, I don't see the spike in, in, in deaths – which is good, and you talked about different ways of treating this now. Have we caught up with uh, at least the prevention of, of, of severe illness and
3: death because of this? Well, I think the biggest, the most likely explanation for the lower number of deaths is kind of the, what we call the changing epidemiology of this disease. In the last, last couple of months, the most common age group to be infected is the 20 to 29 age group which is a lot lower than it was initially. And that age group has a very low risk for getting very sick or dying from it. So I think that's why we're seeing not as many hospitalizations and not as many deaths from it because of the changing epidemiology. The concern is what happens if we go back in this winter and it starts to infect people who are in their 50s, 60s and 70s, then we may see an increase in hospitalizations. We've also have made improvements in therapeutics. There's a number of things that we can do now that we couldn't do back in March. So people who end up in the hospital have a lot better chance of doing well and surviving. Um, The mortality rate is something that has gotten a lot of press, and I'll just explain it like this. I'm not as concerned about the mortality rate. What I'm concerned about is the actual total numbers of people who are infected. So right now, we think the mortality rate is about 0.5%. That means like 1 in 200 people will die from it. It doesn't seem like a lot. But let's just say, for example, half of the country gets infected. That's about 160 million people at a mortality rate of 0.5%. That's 800,000 deaths. So it's not so much the rate, it's the sheer numbers of people, both in this country and around the world, that have the potential to get infected.
2: Where do you think, I mean, let me take a step back. How far away are they to a vaccine for this, do you think?
3: Uh, well, it depends who you ask. It depends if you ask the scientists or if you ask uh, politicians, because there's a big scientific political clash right now. There are two vaccines that are probably in the latest stage of development. There's one uh, made by Moderna. There's one made by Pfizer. These are in the latest stages of development. The scientists from those companies don't think these vaccines will be ready until the very end of this year, perhaps even into next spring. Uh, the FDA wants each of these vaccines to be studied so that everybody who gets a vaccine in the trial, we have at least two months of follow-up before the vaccines are even considered to be released. So on that timetable, that puts you probably towards the end of this year, maybe the beginning of next year. Uh, Politicians, in some circles, want to see this vaccine out right away. Uh, The concern is, is, has it been adequately studied? Do we know if it works? Do we know if it's safe? And those questions right now are unanswered.
2: So as I sit here today and I look at, say, Super Bowl and I look at spring training and I look at things early on next year, uh, how do you see them?
3: Uh, I think that the the best estimates that I I can come up with right now is that we're probably going to be doing what we're doing with masking and social distancing probably for about another year. We're looking at the second half of 2021, kind of the turnaround time. By that time, we may have herd immunity. We may have vaccines that are in circulation. Uh, Up until that time, I think we're going to have a phased uh, reopening uh, of of sporting events. So maybe come spring training next year, might be looking at hopefully 20% occupancy. I don't think there's any chance right now that come baseball season, will have full crowds, stadiums that are full. Uh, Super Bowl, same thing. Anything that's happening in the winter or spring of next year seems very unlikely we'll have full crowds. More hopeful that towards the end of next year, maybe about a year from now, we can start to return to normal in terms of sporting events.
2: Talking with Dr. Rob Sidrenberg, Executive Medical Director, Infectious Disease and Prevention for Advocate Aurora Health. Um, you mentioned herd immunity and I I find it interesting. Was it now, correct me if I'm wrong. I try to read as much as I can, but is it Sweden that just basically said we're going to leave everything open and kind of just see what happens?
3: Yeah, that was the, that was the plan in Sweden. They were attempting as best as possible to isolate those people who are at highest risk for getting severely ill, but there really weren't any large scale closings of restaurants or bars or things like that. Um, Now that strategy, um, you, you can uh, achieve herd immunity faster in that strategy, but it comes at an extraordinary toll. Uh, and Sweden has the highest mortality rate of any country in Europe, okay. not surprisingly. So uh, in, in fact, in the UK, that was their initial, that was Boris Johnson's initial plan was to just have, let it go, like let it rip, let it go through the community, let's get herd immunity, but quickly backtrack in that, I think, when they realized what a significant toll that would take on the population.
2: Okay. Uh, I, I just wanted to check, because that's always something that's brought up, and and I've never heard what the mortality rate was, and it just seemed like everything was fine, and I, I knew that wasn't 100% true, and I wanted to kind of get that out there to dispel any myths or misnomers about it um you know i again i this is just such a weird time that we live in do we when you say we go back to a sense of normalcy i I know already i know people have received tickets that have been rescheduled and that are going to come in the mail and they're going to have tickets for january and february and march for concerts and things like that i would assume all this stuff is then again
3: going to be pushed back right sure seems that way i think most of the uh Uh, those events have been pushed back in either very late 2021 or it's 2022 for that exact reason. So people who have rescheduled things like like trips and weddings and things in for early 2021, they're going to be pushing those back again if they want the same number of people there. Just don't see any way possible, given the current state, uh, that we're going to be ready to go by the spring of next year, especially because we're just entering into the winter right now, and it's possible, we're hopeful that it won't happen, but it's possible that we can see a big spike in the number of cases and the severity of illness over the winter. So that remains to be seen. But I think we're probably looking about another year uh, before we can really say that we're turning the corner on this.
2: Uh, That was going to be my next question, about another year. So if they come up with... Or you, you say, well, scientists are one thing, politicians are the other. I completely agree. but I, And I don't know who is the frontrunner, as you had mentioned, a couple of companies for uh, a vaccine for this. But let's just say that something pops in November or December. Then what? I mean, is, is that all of a sudden? Because a lot of people look at that as that that's then the, the virus's white flag to say, okay, you've got us. Uh, go out and enjoy your life again. Uh, how is that going to work?
3: Well, there's first, there's no doubt that having effective vaccines will help to end the pandemic. The question is how fast that will happen. And there's this perception by some people that if a vaccine comes out Friday, then the pandemic is over on Monday and nothing could be further from the truth. Part of that is there's just going to be supply issues. Even when a vaccine comes out, uh, will there be enough supply to immunize people? The second issue, which I think is not getting enough press, is the demand how many people will be willing to take a vaccine if it hasn't been studied well enough. The most recent estimates are that anywhere from 30 to 50% of the population won't take a vaccine, even if it's available. So I think that if you look at, if people want to make sure this vaccine is safe, it's going to take a few months of study. So it's probably going to take another, even if a vaccine came out tomorrow, it might take another year to get an adequate number of people immunized in the population uh, to be able to curb the pandemic. But in, in the big picture, for sure, vaccines are the, the best tool to end the pandemic.
2: Great stuff, as always. I wish it was uh, much, much better news, but uh, at least it's the truth. Uh, Dr. Rob, I appreciate it. Thanks for joining us for a couple of minutes, Thank okay? M- Thanks so pleasure. much. Do- Absolutely. Bye. Dr. Rob Citronberg, Executive Medical Director, Infectious Disease and Prevention for Advocate Aurora Health, and just trying to drop some reality on us. It's It's... It is what it is, I guess. you know It's not uh, the best of news, but at least they're starting to get a little bit of a handle on it. Uh, He joined us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider hiring drivers right now. You work hard. They treat you fair. 80-plus years they've been getting it done. Call them 844-PRIDE or go to schneiderjobs.com. Stay tuned. Kurt Helan, lead NBA writer for NBCSports.com, joining us next on the Bill Michaels Show.
1: 16 stations strong. The Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network.
2: Welcome back. Glad to have you. And uh, this portion of the program brought to you by our friends at EpoxyFlooringDuneright.com. That's epoxyflooringdunright.com Whether it's epoxy flooring, polyurea coating, different colors, different finishes, residential, business owners for showrooms and such, or industrial, they can do it all. All you got to do is call Sean, go to EpoxyFlooringDuneright.com, epoxyflooringdunright.com, and they warranty it for life. Uh, the NBA season wrapping up, and... Uh, well, the Bucks, unfortunately, are not a part of it. And I know that hurts, but there's a whole offseason ahead of us. Uh, Kurt Heelan, lead NBA writer for NBCSports.com, joining us now on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Kurt, how you been?
4: I've been all right. How's it going, man?
2: We are doing okay. We are wondering what the hell happened to our Milwaukee Bucks. Um, as yeah. I guess a lot of people were. But, uh, look, uh, the, the playing field in the bubble was even for everybody. Some teams handled it better than others. Is it just as easy to say that Or were they figured out somewhere along the way? Because I go back to the end of February into the beginning of March when they started losing. So this was prior to COVID, and they necessarily didn't enter the bubble or enter the pandemic on a winning note. So did they just get figured
4: out? Yeah, I think there. First off, I think there was a certain amount of just Miami handled the bubble really well. Um, You know. Certain teams focused through it better. I think the Clippers struggled with it, obviously. Paul George talked about it. So with the Bucks, I think I, I'm hesitant to take away really, like, I don't know, fire your coach Clippers style out of the bubble just because I think the situation is, is, is just strange. And that said, when you've run into – in the playoffs, when they the Bucks have run into really good teams that have the defense to get back and form a wall – the secondary, there just needs to be another floor general out there, I think. It just uh, I love Eric. Eric Bledsoe brings a lot to the table. And I know Chris Paul's name has come up. I don't know that you can get him, but um, or, or want to pay the price to get him, I should say. But I, you need some other, even if it's off the bench a little bit, floor general to kind of come in and, and, and relieve some pressure. But that, I just think it's a weird one-off year.
2: Uh, I think it is. I mean, I would ag- completely agree with that when it comes to uh, the way the Bucks kind of finish their season. Now, uh, the other aspect of this is LeBron and what he's done out in L.A., uh, you know, love him or hate him, the guy still gets it done. The guy is kind of, I don't want to say willing his team, but it, it, he seems to be the consummate leader and or team guy. And, and talk about legacy-wise and what we're witnessing right now. Like I said, there's some people that don't like him. I'm not a fan, but then again, when you talk about his skills and what he's done for basketball, I, he's
3: you got to give the man his props.
4: Yeah, he's look. The re
3: there's a reason at this point we're discussing him with Jordan
4: and Chamber, especially if they win this title with Jordan and and I don't Magic Johnson and and whoever else you want to put on that that crazy elite tier and chasing for you know goat um, and you know the I don't know that you want to say he's better than Jordan, but I don't know where else you take the conversation. He's been that good. Taking a third team, and I, it's, it's amazing how he's able to lift up players around him and make them better. Some of, he gets wrapped for his finals record, which will soon be, what, four and six probably after tonight. But he dragged some teams there that had no business. <laughs> they just mm-hmm, didn't right. necessarily belong in the finals, and he kind of his skill and his mental strength kind of pulled them through. And I think as he ages, I think it's that second part. It's that basketball IQ and that just the guys will follow him and they will that's a weird roster the Lakers have in a Rayon Rondo and, and Javel McGee and, and Dwight Howard were trouble everywhere else they've been and, and distractions. Yeah, Leron got him in line.
2: I uh, I I look forward to next season in the sense that you're gonna get a full strength Brooklyn Nets back, you're going to get a yeah. full-strength Golden State Warriors back. The, the playing field becomes more difficult for everybody, both in the East and yeah. in the West. So as we head into the season, I know that the odds are out and such. But really here, all we're can all we concerned about is, will Giannis sign the Supermax? And when he does, what do they need to do to put someone around him? And I don't think – I know that people got mad about the comments, and I can't remember, was it Jefferson that said, you know, he's not – Batman, he's a Robin, meaning that he was a guy you're not going to yeah. go to in the very end of a game, which I fully agree. I understand what he's trying to say because you're not going to give a three-point shot to Giannis. He's just not that damn good at it. So does he need another guy? Because clearly over the last couple of years, even though we like Chris Middleton, he is not that guy.
4: Uh, yeah, like I said, I think you need a, a, another guy, another particularly shot creator. Chris is a, look, he's a an all-star. Look, Chris is a really good player. Um, but I'm not sure that you don't need somebody who – as your two or three who can be another, not only another ball handler and shucker, but another guy who can create for others who can, hey, they're doubling Giannis, they're putting up a wall on him. All right, get it to this whoever this is. Let them drive and penetrate and find people. Somebody who can really provide that at a higher level than they've got. There just there, there needs to be a diversity into the offense. I think.
2: Talking with Kurt Heelan, uh, lead NBA writer for NBCSports.com. That being said, um, this team is aging. Uh, some people yeah, criticize. B- b- go ahead.
4: No, I was going to say, yeah, they are. That's uh, so, sorry.
2: Yeah, uh, some people criticized Budenholzer for the way he used some of the personnel. The Lopez guys were really, I mean, just rim protectors throughout the season. All of a sudden, you've got guys Brooke can't find the can't find the floor. So did Budenholzer make some mistakes along the way? Because there was some criticism via fans that, you know, hey, he's only going to get them so far. And I think Budenholzer's a tremendous coach. Uh, but, but when it comes to the adjustments, I thought Spolster did a magnificent job.
4: Spolster's maybe as good, well, as good as anyone. I was about to say the best in the league at that. Um, I suppose that, that guy in San Antonio, San Antonio was pretty good. I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. But <clears throat> but, Budenholzer hasn't, you know, it's one of those things he hasn't necessarily made, I don't, you know, every coach, you look back when you lose, you're like, well, why didn't he do this or that? Um, he's been, I don't know that his adjustments have been great, but I also said, I'm, I, I don't know that I want to take this year and say that the bubble is necessarily representative of what would have happened in a regular playoffs. Um, I think, I think it, it, changed the dynamic a little. So, you know, I, I, I like I said, I, I don't know that I would lay this at Budenholzer's. I think the I think the Clippers overreacted, um, but it's something to monitor now. Maybe, you know, maybe he can't, and maybe there needs to be another coach, but I, I don't think you can read that off of this year.
2: The uh, and, and that I agree with as well. The likelihood that you believe Giannis is going to be in the Bucks organization for more than a couple of years.
4: Oh, I think personally, I'm probably at eighty percent, eighty five. Like I'm, I very much expect he's going to sign this and not. I don't. He is working. You know, like you, as you well know, he's met with ownership. That's not a. It's not Anthony Davis in New Orleans, where they have never put anything around him that team couldn't win, and he just wanted out. Um, mm-hmm. This is a situation where he realizes, I, I, you know, and on top of that, and as you guys well know, it's the only home he's ever had here, right? Like, he, right. it's not like Kawhi Leonard just wants to go back to L.A. or LeBron going back to you know Cleveland. This is this already is his home, so I very much expect he'll sign that uh they'll tweak the roster. you're you're right it's an older roster they're gonna have to make some adjustments but i horse has proven to be pretty clever so far so i hey, i think this can come I, I expect him to be there for a few years now if you if he signs this and in three or four years you're still three years they're still having the same challenges in the playoffs then he might be frustrated then then the, the dynamic might change
2: Kurt, great stuff as always. I certainly appreciate you joining us for a couple of minutes. It's going to be an interesting offseason, and uh, we'll talk more down the road, okay? I look forward to it. Take care. Appreciate it, pal. Talk to you soon. Kurt Heelan, lead NBA writer for NBCSports.com, joining us for a couple of minutes on uh, the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider hiring drivers right now. You work hard, and they treat you fair. 85 years plus they've been doing it. Call them, 844-PRIDE, or go to SchneiderJobs.com. That is 44 pride or go to schneiderjobs.com. This portion of the program brought to you by our good friends over there at Van Horn Automotive. Van Horn wants to buy your car. You got a car you want to sell, you need some cash, they'll do it. All you got to do is walk in, get the Kelly Blue Book fair appraisal value right then and there. Bang, you're out the door. They may even drive you home if you don't buy another car. No pressure to buy another car. But if you don't want to go in, you can do it online. Go to vanhornauto.com and click on the Sell My Car link. You can do that as well. But if you want to buy a car, search a car, new, used, finance a car, finance your service, schedule service, God, what else you can do? Uh, everything but go to the bathroom, I guess. you got to do that at home. They don't want you coming in. Or do, well, you can do that, I guess. You can do that as well. Go to vanhornauto.com. That's vanhornauto.com. Com. And uh, they are family-born, they're employee-owned, new, used, foreign, domestic, it doesn't matter. Locations all over the state of Wisconsin and over in Iowa as well. They continue to grow. That is vanhornauto.com. Great, great people. Wait a minute, Giannis? Madden, together? What? Huh? Next on the Bill Michael Show.
1: Everywhere in Wisconsin, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. <laughs> Now, a green and gold update. Brought to you by Concordia University, Wisconsin, Veterans Services Department. Learn how to use your military benefits at cuw.edu veterans. In Green Bay, here's Mike
0: Clemens. It's the bye week for the Green Bay Packers, so they have the weekend off. The coaches reviewing tape, getting ready for the remaining 12 weeks of the regular season. With Kenny Clark still out with an injury, Packers defensive coordinator Mike Petton is working with Billy Wynn, a Six foot four lineman who played for him with the Browns when coming off a torn triceps injury suffered last year in Denver.
3: I was a big big Billy Wynn fan in in, uh, in Cleveland. It just you know, it just seemed he just was was just snake bit with with some of the uh, with some of the injury stuff, and it's something he's battled
0: on offense. Rookie tight end Josiah Degura will undergo surgery to repair a torn ACL he suffered against the Falcons. Would Jay Sternberger or former Chiefs fullback John Lovett take over Degura's place? Offensive coordinator Nathaniel Hackett.
4: You know,
2: I think it's both of them. I mean, you know, uh, Degura was out for the past couple of games, and I think those guys both came in and did some really good things. And those guys have a great opportunity now to, to continue to progress
3: and. and And contribute to this team.
0: That's Nathaniel Hackett. In Green Bay, I'm Mike Clemens on The Bill Michaels Show.
2: Michael Show on the air. I got an email here. Or not an email. A uh, tweet here from my buddy Randy. Says, watch the game last night and has a shot of Skyline Chili. So what do you think? Ah, if you're going to watch some games, man, that's the way to watch it. Good stuff. Now that you can get it uh, in stores here. In the cans is not as good as getting it in the restaurant. I'll tell you that right now. But, uh, But it's good. Good for you. Good for you. I got a whole big old closet full of this stuff so I'm I'm all in 855-830-8648. 855-830-8648. Hey, by the way, our friends at uh, Pella Windows and Doors, they're all in as well. Don't forget, they have the 555 deal going on right now. Five years, no interest, five months before your first payment, and 5% bonus savings on windows, doors, and installation. But it only goes through the 15th, so you're running out of time. you got six more days. Six more days to get it done. Just give them a buzz. All you got to do is go to PellaWI.com. That is PellaWI.com and see for yourself what it is I'm talking about because they're just good, good people there. Um Giannis. Giannis is in football. What? What? Uh Giannis, Costas, and Thanassis, uh, Denacumpo. They're in the updated The Yard, a backyard style game that's played as a part of Madden NFL 21. Uh EA Sports making the announcement. It even has them in Greek themed uniforms and pads. How about that? If you want to see it. Uh, I just retweeted it. I just put it out on Twitter. So uh, if you haven't seen it already, go there and check it out. Uh, While some American NBA stars have dabbled in football, LeBron James and Allen Iverson played in high school, American football not all that popular in Greece. Uh, But maybe the Milwaukee Bucks would lend Giannis and Thanasis to the Green Bay Packers or uh, one of the L.A. teams could even borrow Costas when the NBA finals are over. But, uh, yeah, they put it out. It's on Madden. Madden NFL 21. The yard, they say, just got freaky. You can play with Denacumpo brothers right now in Madden 21. So, and Giannis even retweeted it out. Said, it's time that uh, I brought the uh, Denacumpo brothers to the yard. Squad up with the fam in Madden NFL 21 EA athlete. So that's from Giannis who tweeted that out. So Giannis strapping on the pads in football. And it's really different because they've got uh, him in this, this picture like coming to stomp on you in a Greek-style uniform with Greek-looking numbers, 43. And then it's in front of Lambeau Field is where they have it. You can see the G and everything in the background. So, yeah, it's actually pretty cool. Almost makes you want to take up Madden. <laughs> so, uh, so there you go. So the yard is out. And if you haven't seen it already, go follow me on Twitter, at Bill underscore Michaels, and you can see for yourself. What it is I've been uh, been kind of preaching over here when it comes to uh, the Madden stuff. Good stuff. Hey, coming up, uh, do you think that the Packers are light years better than the Buccaneers and the Bears, or do you think that the Bears and or the Buccaneers are for real? Uh, we're going to get into that discussion. This portion of the program brought to you by Quick Trip. They have meals like Mom would make. Uh, they've got chicken fettuccine. They've got pork chops. They've got uh, roasts. Uh, mashed potato gravy stuffing it's just like mom would make they package it up they send it to the stores and all you got to do is buy it take it home pop it in your microwave and it's that good it's that good it's not your typical tv dinner i'll tell you that right now that's from our friends over there at quick trip they've got you covered good stuff at quick trip so you tell me after witnessing the packers after the first four games and then watching that game last night how far ahead are the green bay packers or are the bears for real more of the bill michael show next